0: Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week, I'm talking to you about why empathy is crucial for great leaders. So I cover what empathy is anyway, and why on earth it matters in leadership. I answer a very common question that I'm often asked about whether empathy can be learned. You'll need to listen to the whole episode for the answer to that one. But I talk about how it can improve performance, it can create connections, and more specifically and importantly, what you can do to be more empathic. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode and get lots out of it. Let me know and tag on social media if you've enjoyed it. Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm so that I help you increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host and straight-talking Yorkshire lass who elevates leaders and supports wellbeing with coaching, speaking, training workshops. Now, one of the challenges organisations frequently have is engaging employees in well-being conversations so that they can confidently support and signpost colleagues and partners. The quickest and most successful way to make a change in this area is with an external facilitator who provides a safe space for learning, conversations and honesty. And recently I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to be more focused, less stressed and have a wider impact on both the professional leadership skills as well as improving personal well-being and that of their teams. I've been doing that both with workshops, speaking and group and individual coaching sessions. Now, Stress Awareness Month is coming up in April and bookings are flying in for supportive coaching and workshops in and around this topic. So you could think about managing stress to improve performance so that your people know the signs and symptoms of stress and have tools and techniques to improve their stress levels and increase their focus and performance. You could think about a ramp up resilience and reduce stressful situations workshop so that attendees can cope with and reduce stress levels and become more resilient. You could look at confident conversations about mental wellbeing so that managers are confident, capable and caring when staff raise concerns about their own mental well-being, instead of being scared and running from the hills, as I've heard from many organisations. And there are other ways that we can support your people too. So do get in touch if you want to know how I can help you or your organisation. If you're not ready to do that yet, you can get onto my newsletter. So the link is in the show notes and there's information on my website at emmalankton.com. The newsletter goes out once a month and sends tips, information, statistics on the current organisational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. And then finally, if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me on the podcast, please do go and find the little buttons that enable you to do that. Give me your key thoughts, your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast or even share that on social media and tag me in your posts. So today I'm sharing with you why empathy is crucial for great leaders. And what on earth is empathy anyway? Well, it is the ability to experience and regulate the thoughts, the emotions or the experiences of others. Empathy is more than a simple level of sympathy, which is being able to understand and support others with compassion or sensitivity. Empathy is about going beyond the logic and the reason and truly feeling what the other person is feeling. And the key word here is emotions. And you know, if you're a regular listener to me, that I often talk about how we don't do emotions as a good British nation. You know, we do that. Let's not talk about the war, the worries and the women's problems. But empathy is about connecting with emotions, with feelings to find a mutual understanding. Now, empathy in leadership, why does it matter? Let's be honest, when it comes to, you know, if we were to do a list of successful leadership skills, empathy is rarely included in that list. But empathy is fundamental, in my view, to leadership. Many leadership theories suggest that the ability to have and display empathy is a really important part of leadership. And I am often asked the question, well, can we learn empathy? Because it's commonly thought that it's a bit of a, you either got it or you haven't. But most leaders fall somewhere in the middle that are sometimes a little bit empathic. But fortunately, empathy is not a fixed trait. And Joanna Shapiro had said that it can be learnt. So if people are given enough time and support, leaders can develop and enhance their empathy skills through coaching, training, or other development opportunities and initiatives. Organisations can encourage a more empathic workplace and help managers improve their empathy skills in a number of ways. And these are often some of the conversations that I adore having with people. And even though right now we've got a lot of people in our teams that are hybrid working in different places, in different environments and even working from home and often alone, empathy is even more crucial to understand some of those challenges that people are facing and to seek ways to be able to help them, to support them so that they stay productive and so that they stay motivated. So why does empathy matter? Well, you know, in a one-liner, it can help to improve performance and effectiveness. It creates connections It encourages leaders to understand what's going on, perhaps behind somebody's um, performance, somebody's struggles, somebody's difficulties. Empathy allows leaders to build and develop relationships with those people that they are leading, building those connections. And never has it been more important to build connections when we've had all this working from home and people feeling isolated. I'm going to talk very soon in another episode about hybrid working, but there's an awful lot of evidence about, some people love it, some people say that they can get on really well with it, um, it helps them to be more focused, and then there are others that are really struggling to switch off or to set boundaries, you'll have heard me talk about this loads actually, over the last couple of years. But it's not just about the individual themselves being able to do that. It's about um, leaders being able to be empathic, to understand that person, to stand in their shoes, essentially. And studies also show that improvement of um, empathic behaviour is learnable. Is is learnable a word? (laughs) You can learn it. So... I often, when I'm doing the workshop that is uh, helping managers to be able to support their people with mental wellbeing, so like a mental health awareness, it's not mental health first aid training, but a mental health awareness, because I often say organisations are doing really well at looking at what they can do to get them people to talk, to get them to um, be more open about well being and about mental health and about stress levels and resilience and things. But then I've had some organisations come to me that say, well, have, we've done all this work, Emma, but then they've gone to the managers and the managers have gone, ah, how do we handle this? What do we do? And Part of what I have in these workshops and in the coaching sessions that I have, particularly the group coaching for middle managers, is that I talk about how there are verbal and non-verbal clues. So it might be about, are you getting eye contact? What is the body language or the posture like? When people were in the office We may have noticed, oh, they're a bit grumpy today. And you've got, you're seeing them sort of throughout the day that is more generalised. Or that you're seeing that they're not really joining in like they're used to. Um, Or they're being a bit reserved today. Or they're very quiet today. Or they're taking themselves off. Or, you know, they didn't laugh when there was all that kind of humour stuff going on. So you get used to see all of that in the office. But with hybrid working, um, and a lot more remote working or even bigger offices and more open plan offices and things. All of the different work environments that we've got. Empathy and being able to pick up on the verbal and non-verbal clues and understand oh, what, might, what might that person be thinking? What might that person be feeling? If I did that, then I'm guessing I might be feeling or thinking or struggling with so there's those behavioral gestures that can be important that in, and when we start to look at empathy then our managers can begin to improve the empathy skills and then improve those connections the conversations and what it is that they notice with those people and even if it's not what they experience themselves like i said some people love the work from home. Some people really hate it and struggle with it. So you, it doesn't have to be the same as you, but it's understanding. I once had a, so most of you will know the kids are adopted. And I once had a social worker come round to, to check on how things were going. Honestly, it was a fairly pointless visit because, you know, they were just ticking boxes and asking basic questions. And um, I don't know if you've ever had a manager that's done a kind of, you know, one-to-one or review type meeting that's done that with you as well. But I have, and it felt very much like that. But this little bloke, this social worker standing in my kitchen, there'd been a series of restructuring, he'd just taken over um, our case. Um, And actually, we were advocating, pushing back, quite honestly, um, and advocating for some more support for them. But because the girls were outside playing on the trampoline, he just went, well, they look fine to me. They seemed to be having fun. And I just... Deep breaths, deep breaths, deep breaths, Emma. And, you know, I kicked my slippers across that kitchen floor. Pink tartan slippers they were. I can still see them to this day. And I am talking a good 10 years ago. Um, And I said, you try a day in my shoes or my pink slippers. And just because we've got five minutes to have a conversation right now where they're out on the trampoline and they look like they're having fun doesn't mean that everything's okay. And when you stop for a moment and understand what it is that I'm going through and how I'm feeling and what I'm dealing with and how it's not all as it seems in just that little snapshot shot that you've got right now, then you might have a very different viewpoint. And that's what empathy is. I wasn't asking him to come into that house and parent those kids, but I was asking him to have an understanding. Do you see what I mean? And this is what we need from our leaders and our managers. They need to listen, to learn and to understand so that they can have that empathy So, that they can have that understanding. So, giving time and attention fosters empathy, which in turn enhances performance and improves effectiveness for people because it feels like they care. So, encourage genuine perspective taking. I think it was in um, *To Kill a Mockingbird* that, and it was written: "You can never understand someone unless you stand from their point of view, climb in that person's skin, or walk in that person's shoes." And for this, you know, somebody could have walked in my shoes, but they wouldn't have felt the feelings that I had. They wouldn't have seen what I saw, because in the end, I was more highly trained in attachment and trauma than these social workers were coming in. So for managers, this includes taking into account some personal experiences or the perspective of employers and the wider picture of what it is that you're being presented. So it might apply to kind things like problem solving or conflict management or um, mental health and well-being. It might be about how someone feels and considering the effects of that circumstance. Because the other thing that I often say with a lot of my resilience and my stress management is, you know, what is a challenge for one person? As in a difficult challenge that they don't want can be a really exciting challenge for somebody else. So it's about going beyond your standard understanding and even maybe standard company values and statements and allow time for reflection And for understanding. Now, these different situations can also come into play across different cultures. They can be different with male and female. They can be different with introverts and extroverts. They can be different with, like I say, cultures, you know, religions, ethos, ethics. And they can all bring a different perspective and different experiences. So empathy is wide ranging and generates that interest and appreciation for others. You might be, th- you might need to have an understanding of people that are, you know, neurodiverse. My, you know, I've got a, an ADHD and a traumatized one and a, a dyslexic and dyspraxic one. Children, I mean, <laughs> one <laughs> kids. Um. So what can we do? to become more empathic. What I do a lot of the time in coaching in particular, but also in some of the training sessions that I do is about teaching listening skills. And you'll have heard me talk about this, about um, active listening. So you're understanding to get a sense of what somebody is feeling. So you're listening for tone of voice. You're looking at body language. You're Watching what words it is that they use. Is somebody being really negative, like, oh, I'm so dumb and I'm so stupid and why can't I handle this? So you're listening for things like that, not just the words that they say. Because when a manager is a good listener, people feel respected and then trust begins to grow because they feel that they can talk to that person, because they feel heard and they feel understood. So active listening is about a person's willingness to really hear and understand someone else. Not just if they're having a tough time with that, but I don't really know what the problem was because I don't see, you know, I don't have a problem with it. So it's about somebody else's feelings, how they express things, but then also summarising what they are hearing. So you reflect back another person's words So, you know, maybe when a colleague says they feel maybe a negative emotion, you can say, I'm really sorry you feel like that. So be compassionate. You offer reassurance and then maybe discuss possible solutions. In coaching and and in therapeutic environments, obviously I'm a trained therapist before I decided to do the coaching and um, well-being, is that you paraphrase. What I hear you say is, and then you clar- you uh, condense it. Or you might clarify. So what are your thoughts on? I don't quite understand what you're saying. Could you tell me again what you mean by? And then again paraphrase or summarise about the state restatement or the statement that you've heard. So you're listening to hear the meaning behind what people are saying. You're watching things like body language. Pay attention to the non-verbal cues, clues. Look at the emotion that's expressed. Some of the things, the common phrases that I say to people is about tell me more, help me understand. This comes into lots of bits of my training. But then with the active listening and the empathy, it's, do I have this correctly? Or if they say, you know, that it, it's really annoying or that it's actually, you know, with the kids, I get loads of, it's not fair. And sometimes I, it's just an affirmative. So you are correct. No, it's not fair. Or just that sounds really difficult. Thanks for letting me know. No, <laughs> When I sometimes say to my daughter, oh, thank you, darling, for letting me know. Now, you might be noticing my tone of voice with this as well. So being a bit lighter and a little bit more sing-songy, as I call it, I often sometimes have to say to my husband, he's so brilliantly analytical and can just go in and solve it. And I do all like loads of feeling. So we've got a good partnership, but sometimes we have to help each other out. So often what I'll say to him is, sing song voice, sing song voice. Or I stand behind him with like this massive grin and waving my arms around like I'm making things all kind of jolly and hands in the air, like jazz hands type thing. But, you know, for in ways of giving some of their feedback when we are giving more positive feedback. But it might, but it's not about being sarcastic and it's not really about being fake, but it is about getting in tune with that other person. So thank you for letting me know that. I didn't know that. I really appreciate you telling me. Or it might just be, let me see what we can do about this. But it's taking ownership. I'm going to look at this. I often used to say to the girls when they were in trouble, So that I, and this is a slightly different thing, but it's a good example, but so, because you're not then getting involved with all the emotional stuff, but you are listening to them, but you're not buying in to all of the emotion, you can still be authentic with everything, and I often used to say to the girls, you know, this is not okay. And uh, this is not okay, this is okay, this is not okay is a very kind of middle of the road statement, but you remove the emotion from it and you're sticking with the factual aspects, but you are recognising what's going on with them. I also sometimes used to say to them, um, I'm going to have to have a big think about this. So the big think was make uh, it was expressive, it was letting them know that things are important and letting them know that something is coming back to them, but that I didn't actually have an answer for them right now, but that I they were getting the impression that I was taking it very seriously, that I could tell for them it was important. So sometimes that's what you need to be able to do. And that's what I mean about the authenticity. So you need to be genuine. You need to be honest. You need to be yourself. So, although I've given you some phrases there, you know, just doing it in that sort of, yeah, yeah, thanks for letting me know, because obviously cause that can increase more anger. So, it needs to be done really calmly and really positively. So, your tone of voice is much more important than getting exact phrasing correct. So, authenticity means using that natural tone of voice. I was forever needing to take a deep breath. And it's also about being less formal as well. So you use, yeah, thanks, thanks very much. Thanks for letting me know. Instead of, oh, thank you. So on the subject of thank you, obviously, I want to thank you for listening to me today. I really hope that that's helpful. So we've looked at why it matters, what you can do, and even how it helps improve performance and effectiveness. Yes, yes. It can be taught and learned. You can let people know that they matter, that their feelings, their situation matters. And then finally, some of the things that you can do with the listening skills, the active listening, pay attention to nonverbal cues. Look at the way that you respond and your tone as a voice. Because as managers hone their empathy skills through those things like listening and compassion, they are improving leadership effectiveness and increasing their chances, not only of the success in your job, but as the success of your team. So getting those connections between your workers. You know, research shows that even a 40 second meaningful interaction that shows positive caring for another person can protect against loneliness and boost connections with teams. How did you get on at the weekend? How did you get, how was that appointment? You know, did you get your kids off to school okay today? I know they've been poorly. So not only will regular social interactions improve retention, but it also improves productivity. It improves wellbeing being And you've got that opportunity to connect and even problem solve at a deeper level. And that connection between empathy and performance is really important. It's huge. I'm sure the statistics that I don't have to hand right now. But empathy shows others that you care, that you want to have that connection. So then it not only impacts your company's bottom line, but the well-being of you and your employees as well. As ever, if you've got any questions on this, please do drop me an email, emma at emmalankton.com. I'll be more than happy to have a conversation with you or your teams about this. If you would like to talk to me about any other support that I can provide for you, again, get in touch. Otherwise, I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.